Hello listeners, my name is Sajid Kaiser and welcome to Film Fuse. We are in the finals of Best Movie of 2016. This is going to be a great episode. We have our three winners back and it's going to be a lot of fun. This is a crazy episode, so make sure you're ready for this. Just a few announcements before we start. We've been nominated as one of the best podcasts on the Castaway Awards website. We need your help though, we need you to vote. So go to thecastawayawards.com, register and vote for Film Fuse. We're really like your help there. So we need to win the popular vote, so that's where you guys come in. But we're also nominated for Best Comedy Podcast and Best Film and TV Podcast, so that's going to be awesome. By the way, if you listen to us on iTunes, please give us a good rating. We only got 16 ratings, we need more. We need way more, and I know there's a whole bunch of listeners out there. So go on iTunes, give us a 5-star rating. If you're on Podomatic, please subscribe. Alright, quick important update. We are deleting episodes from Season 1 on our Podomatic website. So if you do like them, download the episodes and keep them with you. But we are slowly deleting them because we're running out of space. We just launched a Patreon account. So if you subscribe and we reach 250 donators, I'll launch them on YouTube animated. That's right, Film Future is going animated. It's going to be sick. And yeah, how cool is that? We are on Patreon now. Go check out the rewards. There are some cool rewards out there. We'll even make an avatar for you, so you can, and we'll put it in the episode. We'll even give you live shoutouts on air. In fact, if you donate the highest level, I'll insult anyone you want on the show. So go check out our Patreon. It's at patreon.com forward slash filmfuse. The link will be in the description below. So do check that out. Let us know what you think. And don't forget, our live show is on February 3rd at the Chipper Hotel in Sydney. Get your tickets at edgeticks.com. It's a double podcast. We are doing a podcast with the guys from Sands Pants Radio, uh, a show called Plumbing the Death Star. And just before that starts, we're doing Film Feuds Podcast Live with the stars of Sands Pants Radio. It's going to be heaps of fun. It's going to be great. Come down. Get your tickets online. They are selling fast. We're almost sold out. And they're only $30. That's two podcasts for the price of one ticket. It's going to be insane. Get them while they're hot. Now, don't forget, if there's any topics or questions you want heard on the Film Feuds podcast, please send us a message on Twitter at Film Feud Podcast or on Facebook at Film Feuds. And you can follow me on Twitter and Facebook under the same handle, I Am Seizure. So, quick recap. Episodes are being deleted, so get them right now before they go away for good. Join our Patreon. Donate some money so we can make the episodes animated. Vote for us at the castawayawards.com website. Register. Subscribe to us on Podomatic. Give us five stars on iTunes. That's enough for me. Let's get straight into the final episode of Best Movie of 2016. This is going to be a lot of fun, guys. Let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Film Feuds. I'm your host, Sejah Kaiser, and we are at the finals of Best 2016 Movie. We have two returning champions, and a person came second place because... We don't know what happened to the third guy. I don't know what's going on there. Cowardice. I don't know. Like, uh, maybe maybe he knows he's not worthy enough for this. Uh, um, well, we'll start off with uh, the person who won episode one with Arrival. It's Jared Keane. Hey, everybody. Hey, hey. How you doing? Oh, that's good. What are you doing? Anyway, okay. So, <laughs> we got uh, you won with Arrival. Quick plot line for those who don't know the movie. Uh, 
Yep. Oh, aliens. sorry, I forgot to mention. If you have never watched these movies before, uh, this show is spoiler-filled, so if you don't want to listen to what we're talking about, stop listening, watch the movies, come back. I gotta go. See. And if you do yeah. want to listen to this podcast having not seen the movies, that's that's fucking weird. Yeah, I know. Like, what, uh, Maybe you're just a big fan of Seizure Kaiser, and I understand that. I'm a big fan of Seizure Kaiser. Uh, by the way, I'm Seizure Kaiser. Follow me on Twitter at IamSeizure. All right, uh, Jared, <laughs> you are on Twitter at JKYeah. Mm-hmm. Arrival, quick plotline. Yep, aliens arrive on Earth all around it and two scientists have to figure out a way to communicate with them because they don't immediately start attacking while the rest of the world gears up to go to war cool and uh you on your episode you had to only take on one contender and mm-hmm. you beat out hunt for the world of people mm-hmm. how do you feel about that I feel pretty good I feel like it was an easy beat but he put out some you know there was some, some, some good tough, points yeah some good points that was a good movie cool next up we have shardcore uh, you can find him somewhere, but he's not on social media. How I'm on, on Facebook. Facebook. Facebook, just shardcore. I don't tweet or yeah. chat, but snap you can listen or to him on uh, RadioSkidRow.org every Friday night at 10 p.m. Yep, yep, I'm yeah. there, I'm there. Uh, which movie would you pick? And you won episode three. I won episode three with uh, the one and only Deadpool. Quick plotline for those who don't know. Well, spinoff of the X-Men franchise, Deadpool is a merc for hire, ends up becoming immortal with Weapon X technology. Uh, and also psychotic, and uh, goes on a trail of revenge to try and get his um, good looks back. Perfect. And the lady, of course. Oh, yeah, and the la- definitely the lady. And lastly, we have the person who came second on episode two. Because <laughs> we don't know where the winner is. He hasn't shown up. It's already half an hour past uh, recording time. It is like 40 degrees, and he's very overweight. Yes. Uh, uh, okay. Wow. Yeah. He's probably uh, Let dead. him have it. Just, just yeah. take it easy, dude. Yeah, just if you're on aircon, I understand. Yeah, um, can we come? So, <laughs> green room is out, unfortunately. But second place was the nice guys, and it's done by my housemate Justin Anderson. Yay! You can you, find him on you Twitter. Made it. I did. I made it on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. It was really good. You can find him on Twitter at acysfx. And a quick plot line for those who don't know. Detective is hired to find a girl, and there is another guy who's not quite a detective, but he is hired to stop that guy looking, but they end up joining forces to try and solve the mystery of what happened to the girl. Dun, dun, dun. Well, is that Shane Black? It sounds like a Shane Black plotline in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, we're going to start, for those who've never listened to the podcast before, the way this game works is pretty simple. There are seven questions. The contestants do not know what the questions are beforehand. They have to answer the questions as best as they can and argue their points. Whoever gets the most points at the end wins the golden handshake. And for today's episode, it's the finals of Best Movie of 2016. You guys ready? Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. okay, first question. We'll start with Jared. Best director? Because uh, he had a unity of vision. The whole thing, you know, drove toward a particular point, And there were also lots of sort of trademarks. I mean, he's a relatively new director. Who's the director? Um, <laughs> I just Villeneuve. Gotta ask. Yeah. Do you want me to look it up? Yeah, no, I'm just saying it's Villeneuve. Villeneuve? Yeah. I believe he's, he's French-Canadian. Um, That's why I didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah, so he previously did Prisoners. Oh, that was a good movie. Uh, Prisoners oh, and Enemy, that little Canadian Jake Gyllenhaal movie oh, yeah, with yeah, Doppelgangers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was quite And cool. most notably Sicario. Oh, yeah, the drug um, yeah, drug cartel one. Emily yeah. Blunt. Mm. Um, and then he's signed on to direct Blade Runner 49. Ugh. So so he's deep in the Hollywood yeah, cock he's, pouch. He's picking up momentum now. Mm. Um, and yeah, so there are trademarks of of his style 
in there. You can see what he's interested in. I think everyone, like general audiences have given up on directors with weird names. Like they went Tarantino, <laughs> that's it. We're done. Yeah. That's the last one we're going to remember. We're not going to remember anyone else with a weird name. That's so why you... they got Spider-Man, they got Mark Webb to do it. Such an easy name. Uh, what about Inurito? What? Inurito. Who is that? Director of Birdman. See what I mean? Gravity. See? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm not going to remember. I'm just going to... The guy that did Birdman. The Revenant. Yeah. Revenant. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> Alright, so you made a point. Chad. Yeah. Yeah, what? Shard, best director. Uh, well, Deadpool, I think, um, worked well because of director Tim Miller. He is an animator by trade, um, and he got it like he because so much of Deadpool was just CGI madness. Mm-hmm. He came to it with from like a from an animator's point of view, and just he made it. It, it didn't look real, but you he, you were sold on it because that was the movie. It was insane action set pieces couldn't possibly be real. And um, yeah, just he brought his animating stuff in and just made it awesome. So as a comic book movie by a guy who likes comics. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's a good call, good call. Yeah. Justin. How can you go past the amazing Jack Black? No, sorry, Shane Black. <laughs> <laughs> he did so much stuff that I looked up on the internet just now where they other people were talking. And that includes, he wrote Lethal Weapon. Oh yeah. my God. Yep. Little Weapon Two. Oh my God! No, the Last so Boy Scout, one of my one. favorites. Say what you want about Last Boy Scout. It's yeah, I it's a movie. movie. I've Last Action Hero. <laughs> I, I bought Last Action Hero on DVD and I've watched it several times. Did right? he write Last Action Hero? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. I'm just going to keep reading movie. out movies he's written. Long Kiss Goodnight, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, A Wall. I don't know. Iron Man Three, Iron Man th- the Third One. That's the yeah, he, he, did one. he did direct that. He directed that too. He directed. That's how amazing he is. But even that was a lethal weapon adaptation. And it ended on on, the docks. The only lethal weapon movie he's made is Predator. (laughs) He also wrote that, yeah. He also directed the best movie of 2016, The Nice Guys. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's not as good as the best movie of 2005, which is Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, so shut up. Yeah, Yeah, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, way better. Get out. All right, so everyone Uh, made their point. (laughs) 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 Don't confuse me, I'm half asleep. (laughs) It's three in the afternoon. (laughs) I had a long weekend. Week. It's it is Saturday. <laughs> he, had, he had a midday wank, and he was in the middle of a midday. I'm due for a wank. I think that's a problem. <laughs> Overdue. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we know this episode's gonna be fun. Um, all right, everyone's made their points. Take each other down. Convince me. Um, Shane Black on the nice guys. Justin. Um, I don't know. He's just he's 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 good at what he does, and yeah, that's exactly. but that's only so what good. he does. That's what that's what he does. That's all he's he ever regurgitated done. the same stuff with. Unfairly to Ryan Gosling, but yeah, actors with less charisma. You know what I mean? Like fucking Russell Crowe, just no. That was the perfect he's not role comp- for him. He's not competing with Val Kilmer. Yeah, that was yeah, that yeah. was the perfect Russell role. Russell Crowe sucked thug. in that's, that movie. That's Russell Crowe. He's this big doughy really? tough guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't buy him as a tough guy, except yeah. for I saw him as a fat guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like, like, I'm not afraid of you, Russell. How many you know, all my off? directing career kicks off, and if he ever goes back and listens to one of these episodes, and I'm supposed to cast him in something, I'm going to be like, oh no, <laughs> I called him fat. He's going to yeah. throw a telephone at me. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll call him that because I'm not going to be in any films. <laughs> it, was, it was one of those movies where it just kind of, the actors didn't have to act. They were just being exaggerated yeah. versions of themselves. Yeah. And it's like it was carried by Ryan Gosling's charisma and the writing. That's it. Yeah. Oh, isn't that the the shine of a great director? Be able to pick actors that fit perfectly in with the roles. No, not when he mis he miscast Russell Crowe's character because I don't give a fuck about that guy. Who who else could play that role? Val oh, Kilmer did it way better. 
Val Kilmer. Isn't he dying of like neck cancer or something? Is he? Oh, that's so nice. Someone looked that up. <laughs> Damn, we're never going to get that B- Batman sequel that we really, really oh, want. Oh, Fat Batman, that'd be great. Fat Man. <laughs> My cape's not working. <laughs> I'm falling. <laughs> get like the whole cast of Batman forever. I can't fit in the Batmobile. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, I also can take down Deadpool. He Go. wasn't a fucking director. He didn't. Like, that movie has so many problems. It's It's only saved by the fact that it's funny. True, the rest of it, true. the action is boring as fuck. They didn't oh, pace it. It's every time it gets a little bit quiet, they just chuck in a bunch of action or fucking or comedy, and there's no real through line to make me give a flying fuck. Like his motivation is to get good looking again, <laughs> yeah, be with his girlfriend. Such Trump awesome. America, baby. Yeah, yeah it's, just, <laughs> it's really it's one of those movies where as soon as those jokes wear off, there's nothing in that movie for you. Yeah, I'd agree with true, that, but that's true. what Deadpool's about. He's, you know, they they did a really good. Comic the, the movie adaptation. is made again. It's just it's coasting on fucking Ryan Reynolds. Oh, that's for it. sure. What about yeah. TJ? TJ. Oh yeah, he's, I'll yeah. always defend TJ. He lifts every movie he's in. Um, yeah, it's just the fucking humor of it. The movie makes no sense. The villain sucks dick. Um, the supporting characters, like the the two X Men. Yeah, they set up a joke about. Like a fourth wall joke that Ryan Reynolds makes. Like, <laughs> we got the crappy X Men. Why don't you just have no fucking X Men? Because I don't care for those characters. Except for the funny thing where he breaks all of his hands and arms. That's you needed them the end for the action. That was it. Hmm? You just needed them for the action at the end. That's and the action at the end, I didn't yeah. give a fuck about because I, I didn't care about uh, the villains. I lost my bag again. Where's my guns? Uh, I'm gonna yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah. That was funny, Shit. man. He never had any guns so or ammo. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Hmm. <laughs> Okay. I can't argue against the rival because I haven't seen it. But you, well, <laughs> but you know his other bodies of work. Well, I watched Enemy. Um, that was, it was pretty like dark and dour. Mm. That was the one set in Toronto, yeah, with the big spiders wandering around the city and shit. Oh, spoilers, bro. Yeah. Oh, what? Uh, that sounds awesome. Let's watch that. Scenes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. But I, can't, I haven't seen his other ones in between that, so I can't really... You didn't even see Sicario? I don't know. I saw Sicario, yes, I did. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, don't, well, I haven't seen the movie, so I can't... Did you say comment. he was Canadian? French Canadian, yeah. Shouldn't that be a ruled out right there? <laughs> he does bring a good point in there. Both of your movies have Canadians in them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Actors. I'm just going to give the points to Jared. Jared's got the first point. Yay. Yay. Okay, next question. We're starting off with Shard, and it is best supporting character. Go. TJ Miller's character? Yeah. Yep, that's what was enough. his name? Yeah. <laughs> um, was it Weasel? Weasel. Yeah. That's the one. Owns, really? the, owns yeah. the bar. Owns the bar. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. That's me. Do you want to elaborate on him? No. Okay. <laughs> Justin. It's too hard. I'm going with, I can't say her name right, Angreen Rice. The, the, the little Andrew, girl? The, yeah, the girl. Oh, That's okay. a takeaway yeah. menu, man. I can't say Russell Crowe. <laughs> <laughs> well, Russell Crowe. Angreen Rice. <laughs> she was great. Okay. You, yep. Do you want to elaborate? Um, she, was, she helped the story go along because she actually helped them find things and get through problems while looking cool. <laughs> That's creepy. As Was that the teenage daughter? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, running. She drives a yeah. car. She's at least fifteen. Mm. Yeah. Maybe learn is fourteen. I don't know. Sure. I mean, there's only a couple of cho- choices, so it's got to be Jeremy Renner. Yep. Um, yeah, he just. Is he like he, a ruggedly handsome nuclear physicist? I wouldn't call Jeremy Renner ruggedly handsome. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's got that baby face that's aging mm. rapidly. <laughs> like he can't grow a beard to look rugged. <laughs> But yeah, it's just, I don't know, like a really old potato. That's what his face looks like. 
Mm. Um, man, don't say that. But it is, man. <laughs> no, you know when you leave them for like a month <laughs> and they're still kind of smooth, but yeah. You study potatoes or something? Like no, I just often buy potatoes and never let them go off for two yeah. months. You're like Jeremy. I'm like, it's still good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's growing trees, but you peel those off, it's still fine. Did you no, say your, your best support was a potato? <laughs> You're so fucked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think you got your no, Je- yeah. <laughs> Jeremy Ren is good. He's the character that gets you into it because even though he's a super math nerd physicist, he's the one who's nerd. saying all the logical. <laughs> <laughs> like he's the w- the way that you're into the fucking thing so every time Amy Adams gets all off and very internal and all that shit and Forrest Whitaker's the fucking military voice he's the one who's a little bit sane he balances it out Do you t- was it TJ Miller is that it? yeah yeah. isn't he just like a stand up comedian can he actually act? yeah dude he's in tons of shit what, what are you so talking about? I don't know that he can act but yeah so is he in Silicon Valley? Yeah. He was yeah. Oh, the yeah. pothead guy. He played the pothead. Yeah, that was a yeah. big stretch. Aviato. Yeah, he's a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's also Valley. in Transformers 4. Ugh. Oh, my God. Oh. Okay, that's lost a point. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Fuck you, TJ. Who are you picking, Mr... He sits behind a bar and serves drinks He was people. in Cloverfield, man. Is that it? Yeah, he, he was in Cloverfield, yeah. yeah. And he points out people look like avocados that fuck the avocados. Like, is that his role? Yeah, in that, that was a shtick in that. Yeah, yeah, that was amazing. And he was yeah. the sidekick who didn't want to be a sidekick. Yeah, no, yeah. I'd come, but... I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But my, mine, what's it, What's the character's name? Holly March? <laughs> Amazing. I get, I get you got to have the like part a precocious teenage daughter, but it just she, made me yearn for like she like, like Elle Fanning. But when, she, when, she's at ho- when she's at home and the John Boy comes in, she thinks it's a... Oh. oh hang on. Oh. Uh, <laughs> here's a spanner in the works. Oh, Brian actually arrived. Brian's here. Did you think it was Daylight Savings, yeah. motherfucker? Yeah, well... I got a phone call from Shane uh, Hunter, a person who's ruined my podcast before. <laughs> All right. Well, how you doing? Do you want to good, tag good. in? Yeah, Do you want to tag in? Sure. All right. Just We've take a seat over I've there. I've already lost one point. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to get him a drink of water? Yeah. All right. Sorry about that, guys. We just had to pause for a second because Brian just arrived. Brian, do you want to just jump on the mic and tell everyone why you're late? I was walking here uh, from, you know, I got the bus and I'm on my way here. I got a phone call from Shane Hunter. So that took about 45 minutes or so. <laughs> Yep, and let me guess, it was just one question, right? Oh, it's a whole big issue, you know. It's, yep. been, a, it's been a hectic year for us mm. and whatever. Fair enough. All right, so question one was be, uh, best director. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're going to be disqualified from that one. Okay. Right? Uh, however, we're only one question in, so that's good. We can answer your question now for best supporting character. Do you want to make an argument? Yeah, and, best... uh, by the way, uh, for those who are just wondering, uh, who's Brian? Brian won episode two, and his movie was... Green room. green room. So we're going back to green room. Unfortunately, nice guys is out. Uh, so Shane Black, oh, I yeah, love you, but you're out. However, Justin's <laughs> going to now jump on fact checker. Are, are you disappointed? No, I was going to lose. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Okay. So, uh, best supporting character. Brian, go. Go, go. Oh, sorry, yeah. you were looking at... <laughs> yeah, no, the, there's a buzzing with that. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Yes, no, the best supporting character in this film was Amber. She was not part of the main band that are sort of the the protagonists of the film but she sort of sort of joined their side after the essentially the the inciting incident after her friend got stabbed in the head yeah exactly so then her loyalty shifted uh and um she sort of was responsible for a lot of a lot of the sort of the choices and action that came through and she sort of ultimately uh you know, for for what was started as a very sort of 
you 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 almost would have thought she'd be a, a very underdeveloped character at the start of the film, but then she sort of really grew into her own as the, as as um, certain characters sort of uh, got killed off, I guess, and then yeah. she sort of grew into her own then. Uh, but she managed to keep her sense of humour throughout, which I always appreciate. Did she? Yeah, she was pretty funny. Quippy one-liners after she shoots someone in the face. Yeah, she had a bunch of them. <laughs> yeah, she just sort of she sort of definitely held your interest throughout. I mean, she's Imogen Poots. She's fucking incredibly yeah. watchable. Yeah, exactly. If you're a straight guy or a gay girl, I don't know. If you're a gay girl, I think you really would have enjoyed her haircut. Oh, hell yeah. And, uh... uh... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so... <laughs> so everyone's made their point. Jared, you had uh, Jeremy Renner from Arrival. Mm-hmm. You had TJ Miller from Deadpool. And you're having, uh... I wasn't really paying attention. I was trying to Imogen fix his audio problems. Imogen Poots. Imogen Poots. Okay, yeah. cool. Take each other down. Make a point. Yes, please. Um, Pure comic relief, just there to make it seem like not a one-person show. T.J. Miller didn't really do anything worthwhile for the film. (gasps) But he was comic relief, you just said so. Yeah, that's the whole movie is comic (laughs) relief. Yeah, I think if you've got a comic relief character and your lead character is already Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool... Yeah, you've got a you've got a danger there of T.J. Miller being a little bit redundant. Yeah, it's just um, it's just filler. To his credit, he is you know partly responsible for the superhero getting his name, which is always an important part of an origin story. Mm-hmm. So you can give him a point for that. All right, you heard him. Point. <laughs> no, I meant T.J. Miller. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think the char- the the film is is better for having that character in it, but I. You know, I don't feel he's that strong that he he should be beating um, Amber, who was a lot more active. He was a fairly passive character in that respect. I'd even say say (laughs) that having to have TJ Miller as the best, quote-unquote, supporting character just shows the paucity of other worthwhile people in the film. No good villains, no other sidekicks. The love interest was flat as hell because it was just really superficial. They they made jokes and they fucked a lot. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's just, great. it's really <laughs> stupid. But, you know, it's a comic book character made for 15-year-olds, I guess. So yeah, exactly. In that yeah. respect. 15-year-olds? Yeah, it was R- rated R. R- R- <laughs> 17-year-olds. Fuck it. 15-year-olds will download it and see it. Anyway. Exactly. Yeah. 12-year-olds will see that shit. Yeah. Um, but also Amber, I don't think she's that great of a supporting character. She doesn't know the piss out of me. I man. think she's definitely better than Anton Yelchin's character, because I do not give a fuck about that character yeah. at all. Like, he never does anything interesting. I was disappointed when he was the sole survivor. Spoilers. Yeah, me too. Yeah, totally. Spoilers, I can't. Well, you, you <laughs> well, I mean, I, well, yeah, sole survivor of the band. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I thought <laughs> the other characters, like Aaliyah Shawkat's character was kind of interesting, but that's probably just her actor's charisma. The dude who knew MMA and took that mm. stuff, he was more interesting in the band. Ant- Anton Yelchin was just a whiny bitch, and that's why Amber seems cool. Mm. Yeah, of the of the band members, he was probably the least active. Hmm. Um, he didn't instigate as much. Like the MMA guy, like I said, I think he was the drummer. Yeah. Yeah. So the drummer was a lot more like he... Well, he he was the... F- like Yelchin... He sh- killed the first bad guy. <laughs> to be fair, his character is the one to blame. He, well, she he left her phone. Yeah. F- yeah. yeah. But she, then she left she her left phone. Her but he's the one who just bursts in without knocking. What a douche. Mm. Then he gets them all killed. Then he survives. But he, but he hurt his arm. Yeah, no. Yeah, well, he's, he's, he's lost his band and his music career. Like, I'm not think, I don't think he's going to be able to do much fretboard work with that injury. <laughs> <laughs> so he certainly paid an ultimate price. But, I mean, sometimes that's... <laughs> <laughs> Everyone died, but he can't yeah, play yeah. anymore. He paid the ultimate price. <laughs> but, it's it's funny, funny. but he's probably going to bang Amber, so it worked out all right. 
you know. I don't. I didn't get oh, that impression. Died. I didn't get that impression from Amber. Come on, he saved her life. I think. So everyone's made a interesting point, but no one's really attacking Jared. I haven't seen the film, and I don't even know who, <laughs> which character did you say was the best one. Uh, we're doing the supporting character. Yeah, um, we yeah, that? Jeremy Renner. Oh, Jeremy Renner. Okay. Well, I haven't seen a role. I don't know what he did. I haven't seen either, either, but yeah, I heard he's like an old potato or something. I said that. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to give it to Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's got the point. Okay, so it's one for Rival, one for uh, Green Room, and nothing for Deadpool, and like I said, Nice Guys is out. So, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yay, no more Nice Guys. Okay. <laughs> I watched it the second time at some point. Uh, yeah, same. Yeah. Hey, nice Guys is a it. great movie. I've watched it like three times now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, question three. Now, you might need to check your phones for this one. Best tagline. And I'm going to pause it, and we'll be back in two seconds. See, it was only two seconds. Okay, so we're now back. And uh, the question is, best tagline. And we're going to start off with Brian. Well, the tagline for Green Room is, one way in, no way out. I wonder what that means. Uh, mm. I think if you've got the name Green Room, people, most people, I think, would understand that that's like the backstage area for a performer. Mm-hmm. And then one way in, no way out, sort of hints that they're trapped there for some nefarious reason yeah. but they need to get out so I think you know the fact that it is, it's a horror film I think that's a pretty good tagline for what the, what the show is mm-hmm. yeah one way in no way out Jared mine is uh, for Arrival why are they here <gasps> like the audience <laughs> <laughs> no that'd be why are you here <laughs> yeah no it works too because they address that throughout the film because um, it's about trying to communicate with these guys and figuring out what the fuck these aliens are doing on planet earth and that's the actual question that in a pivotal scene amy adams tells the military guy like all right cut the shit i know what you want to ask why are you here deadpool had a lot so i just had to choose from one so i got i chose uh badass smart ass great ass (laughs) well if one of the characters said it that's usually a pretty good tagline if they can if they can work the tagline into the film and dialogue that's usually pretty good yeah it also lets you know that you're going to have your question answered because anytime there's an alien invasion movie, it's like, what the fuck is this about? But this movie isn't about going to war like Independence Day. It's something different. Mm. So it, it cues you into that. It is, it is a pretty common question, I think, with most alien arrival films, though. So mm. um, It's actually surprising that it's the first film to use that, presumably, of that genre. Yeah, yeah it's the f- I think it's like... Even you compare it to Contact and um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, mm. those are a lot more of a slow build-up to meet the aliens, whereas this one, you you get into it. You meet the aliens, I think, the beginning of the second act, you know, like half an hour, 40 minutes in. Mm. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's exploring something that none of the other First Contact movies actually explore properly. So that's kind of cool. And that, they don't give that away, too. So when I was watching the movie... Um, I didn't really know what the fuck to expect. I thought they were going to go full scale and there might have been a war or something like that. And then I get to meet the alien I'm in the first hour. I was like, oh shit. Did not expect that even though I knew that's what this movie was about. That's interesting. Often they hold off on you getting to meet the alien because mm. if they introduce it too early, the audience will then empathize with it. And then if it's a, you know what I mean? Like usually if it's going to be a, a war. All right, guys, like- you're boring the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's make this fun. Come on. It's a quick one. All right, smart-ass, great-ass, bad-ass. I get it. it. It tells you right away that this is just... Charles got the movie. point. Yeah. yeah <laughs> awesome. There we go. I knew you were going to give it to him. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, guys. All right, question number four, and it's back to Jared. 
Okay. We're going to start off with... Uh, best sci-fi best movie. Score. You're right. <laughs> best score. Oh. I can't do soundtrack because mm. you have a good one, you have a good one, you don't really have a soundtrack. Oh, yeah. You have a score. Yeah, it, they yeah. don't use... Uh, found music is what it's mm. called. Look, if it had Linkin Park in it, it'll be great. You know, <laughs> that's what made Transformers work. Yeah, no, it eschews any stuff like that. It's very moody and it fucking works, especially in the cinema when you've got surround sound. It just gives you this sense of awe and tininess, especially those first scenes where you see the ship and you get the scale, like your fucking butt vibrates. God damn. Junkie XL, bitch. <laughs> Which one's that? He did. He did the score for. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there was all the original songs in it, but he also, Junkie XL did the sound, the score. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to describe Junkie XL for those who don't know? Wow. If you don't know Junkie XL, he's been a mainstay on like the electronic music scene for like fucking thirty years. Nerd. And um, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, he got pulled in to do this, you know, kind of trippy electronic music score. So yeah. Well, this was a film set in a. A music venue with bands, so most of the music was going to be score. But although, to be fair, um, sorry, found music. But you know, they was there was live performances, so that sort of incorporated. But then even then, it was sort of um, they'd they'd be playing music throughout. So as part of their campaign to sort of disorientate them, or whatever, there'd be music there. Like they'd turn songs on to sort of hide and that sort of stuff. Best thing I can say is that they didn't do the fucking horror movie cliches to shock, but. The the score never added fucking shit to that movie. Like yeah, a, a, score. You know? Yeah, like they really. It's like they were the too f- afraid to do a cliche score thing for a horror movie, so they did nothing. Well, they didn't have like traditional. It's a slasher film where it's just the one guy they all have to hide from. Like it was a whole group. They had many. Yeah, what I mean is threats. like fucking sound is huge, especially in a horror movie. You've got to scare. People, but they still had they great sound design, you. but it wasn't. They didn't use the score in order to do that. Yeah, I don't remember there being. Yeah, that's like a tool. They, they, they didn't pick up one of the tools that they could have used. But if they didn't need it, why would they use it? <gasps> I think they needed. it. I got bored. <sighs> well, the only thing that made that movie good. scary was how well the violence was done. That's it. Well, I guess music is scarier than violence. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Haven't you ever heard um, Will I Am? Oh, yeah. I couldn't think of a more recent reference. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, if you say in San Juan Posse, I was going to have a fight with you right now. <laughs> no. Right. That's an even older reference. Uh, people still use it as a punchline, and it's like... <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> Bunch of clowns. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mm, who am I going to go with? Uh, final statements about your why your one's better than the others. Quick. Is this the film in general or just the score? The score. The score. I kind of feel like it's a bit unfair for this category for my film to compete. It didn't really... like. Well, do you want to go soundtrack, I guess? Soundtrack, I think. Like, I'll, I'll let you have soundtrack. I can't give you soundtrack, uh, Shard, because it's too easy. And DMX going to give it to you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, just yeah, going yeah. so, to romp in. You, you yeah, can't really so, get it better. So I'll let you go quickly. One minute argument starting now. Yeah, just sort of had a... The punk music has that frenetic energy, that sort of anti-authoritarian sort of thing. Um, and it just sort of, I think, really sort of uh, p- put a lot of adrenaline in the film that he sort of needed, even though... Because they're sort of running around, but they're still sort of trapped in the same place in a way. So it's it's hard to get a lot of movement if it's mostly in this contained room. And then even if they when they escape the room, they're still sort of trapped in the building. So it's just really... It, there's, a, there's a kind of a gauntlet that they have to go through 
but they're not actually covering a lot of ground. So having that frenetic energy, I think, helped. You could almost say one way in, no way out. Exactly. Ah, Fact checker just brought something up. Uh, Green Room was actually made in 2015. It was released in 2016. Yeah, it was released in 2016. Yeah, that's a shit fact. We all know that stuff. Release date, May 17, 2015. What? In the United States, 2016. Where was it released in 2015? Cannes. Cannes. Fuck Cannes. That's not a release. That's a fucking... Thanks for wasting the time, Justin. That's where they take it to sell it so it can be released, you dumb shit. It hasn't been released yet. Your brain is not working at all Fucking fake news bullshit. Go take a golden shower, you can. Okay. Final statements, quick. My score adds immeasurably to the movie. It doesn't work without the score. Junkie XL, bitch. <laughs> I still don't know who that is. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just think the who soundtrack is, your composer? is punky. Uh, um, you know, has that threat. You know what? Shaz's got a made a good point. <laughs> Junkie XL, bitch. <laughs> He's got the point. Deadpool's Sweet. on two. Arrival's on one. Green Room is on one. Nice Guys <laughs> is still out. Well, okay. Nice Guys finished last, obviously. Oh, oh shit. Get the <laughs> okay, next question. Okay, this is going to be an interesting one. I've never asked this one on the podcast before. Let's see how it goes. They are black with a stripe of yellow. My underwear. Mm. Same. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> no, question is best tension building moment. Mm. Okay, oh. Starting with Shard. Tension <coughs> building. There was a funny <laughs> one. Yeah. No, there was a funny one at the end when. Um, Colossus starts sermonizing to Deadpool. He's about to shoot um, Francis in the head. You've got four or five moments. And then, then he ends up shooting him in the head. And you know, he was like, I've got to look out for those other four moments. That was, that was okay. Ten- there wasn't much tension in Deadpool, I've got to be honest. it was He was clearly in control. And um, yeah, sorry. It wasn't that kind of movie. <laughs> I right. stalked myself that out of worked, it. That worked. Like, there's enough tension for the gag to work. But it wasn't yeah. really much tension beyond that. I can't like go up against something like Green Room, whereas just like that whole sense of dread and tension throughout the whole thing. Brian, well, yeah, there is a lot of tension throughout the whole movie, but I think the most tension you really would have to go to the inciting incident when they stumble into the green room and there's a dead girl on the floor with a knife in her skull, and I'm just sort of standing around and it's kind of like it's almost like waiting for the for the other shoe to drop or whatever. Like you you know that this is not going to end well for anybody. Mm. But it's just how who's going to make the first move. It's, it's almost like a bit of a standoff at that point. So that's probably the most tense scene in the film as far as that tension sort of goes. Mm, okay. Possibly. Sure. Um, there's a lot of tense moments. Um, but I think um, the one that sort of has the most tension built into it is not the cliche, are they going to die? Like the bomb scene or the climax scene. It's actually the first meeting. Because mm-hmm. at that point you just you don't really know what to expect. You're um, still trying to find out why they're here. Yeah, it's it's still very open as to what the fuck they are doing there and where this movie is going to go. And then you actually get to see them, and they don't look humanoid at all, which is cool. Um, and then it builds to that thing where she puts her hand up, and it goes, <laughs> and you're like, ah, it's gross. They they speak out of that head. It's fucking weird. Fact checkers uh, whispered something in he's, Shard's ear. Yeah, he's prompting me to something else from Deadpool, the tension builder. Um, <laughs> probably, yeah. Then, then the fact checker comes along and he's like, what about when Deadpool's getting a dildo up the bum for International Women's Day? There's a lot of tension. There's a lot of tension. Yeah, yeah. somewhere on his anatomy. 
Yeah. Yeah, there'd be resistance and Yeah. Yeah. Okay, sure. <laughs> no, Ooh. no, no. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna have to Sorry pick up. man, you you got an idea. I you can't I'm I'm not psychic. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I thought you were gonna Which say one? the moment where he dies and shit. That would have been more tense, but yeah. No. Ah. Look, Deadpool's out. <laughs> one, right? Deadpool is out. <laughs> I'm leaning towards one movie at this point, so you two make a final statement. Or can I attack the others? No, oh, ta- we'll attack them if you want. Yeah, t- that green room tension is um, just, it's good in a way, but it also kind of begs the question like, oh really, that's, that's how this happens and that's what the movie is, they're going to be locked in there. And at that point, it just, I don't know, I found it very... It's just formulaic, like, all right, something's going to happen to give them the upper hand. It's because you just know oh, they're going to have to stretch this for another hour. So I wasn't so much tense. I was anxious that they didn't fuck it up, that like enough interesting stuff was going to happen for the next hour. That was where my attention in that scene came from. But it was it's uh, and I was also praying that Imogen puts survived. It was a it was a definitive point <laughs> of no return. Yeah, so the, that's, fact, the traditional, that's the traditional inciting incident. You can't say the yeah. greatest moment of tension is there. You should build to it. Well, it's what happened straight after. Like even then, they sort of they he almost demonstrated it's a point of no return. Like when Alia Shawkat's character is like, "Oh, maybe she's not dead," and then he just walks over, pulls the knife out, and pisses blood everywhere. And mm. then it's like he kind of underlines, "No, she's dead," and this is going to be a film about who's going to you know like what's it gets pretty high stakes. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really feel that as much. I thought it was just fucking like, ah, oh, there's the excuse, she's dead. And that character, like, pulling the knife out, you're like, oh, fuck that dude, it's fucking lame. <laughs> the, the big fat guy is, like, blocking the door, and that was something interesting, but it didn't really kick off tension-wise until, you know, what's-his-face gets his hand hacked, and then they kill the fat dude. Yeah, it seems like your problem with this film is that it's made like a film. <laughs> <laughs> No, I just didn't. <laughs> I just didn't yeah. find it tense because there were no stakes. Because again, this goes back to I didn't give a fuck about those characters. Oh, well, I guess Arrival is like you have to worry about the whole planet. So I you haven't seen the fucking movie. I haven't seen the film, but it's an alien film. So yeah, exactly. You so just that's said a that. global you, threat. More, so I guess exactly, that makes, it's more tense. Well, they've done studies that we have that sort of we can't when it's millions of people we don't think about it, but when it's someone close to smaller numbers, we actually have more emotional weight. So you're spreading the emotional weight over the entire population of the Earth. How can you possibly empathise with all of that? That you haven't seen the fucking movie. You don't know it actually is tense because it's about it's about Hawkeye. Is it? (laughs) (laughs) Brian's got the point. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next question. Um, Okay, I'm going through my head. Uh, There's a couple I could ask, but the one I want to start off with. This one I haven't brought back in a while. So, which movie deserves a sequel? Fucking Arrival for sure. Definitely, because it's spoiler for you fucking guys, but the aliens leave. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, it sets up this whole fucking thing that the aliens... What's the next one called? Gone? <laughs> Come back. <laughs> <laughs> Departure. Uh, no, Return. It's obvious. Oh, yeah. Cocoon yeah. did it. You gotta do the same thing, you know, yeah. aliens. Well, uh, the sequel should be We Go To Their Planet. Yeah. yeah, because they come, and the thing with the aliens is that they can see through time it's very Vonnegut-esque um, so they come to humanity because they need humanity's help in the future so it's like well let's grow the fucking future and see when they help the aliens shot cool um, 
Well, Deadpool des- deserves a sequel because it was so good. So why not carry along on the same kind of thing? They got heaps of cool comic stories, um, a wealth of history, and he's tied in with the X Men universe. So, and also the amount of money it made. Ma- tons of cash, man. Dump trucks full of money. Is the wrong word. And yeah. also the fact that they've already announced that they're doing a sequel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like this, <laughs> this question was rigged. Brian, uh, look, uh, I'm going to have to bow out of this one. Green Room does not deserve a sequel. Mm. Like you don't. That's that's a one and done sort of film. You don't do that again. Why not Red Room? Like oh. You, oh. <laughs> yeah. that continues his theme. He's done Blue Ruin, Green Room. Yeah, yeah. Red Star, Red Laces. Boom. Continue the theme. Yellow Snow. <laughs> <laughs> the only the only sequel they could really do of Green Room is that um, the authorities arrive and they find the dogs and destroy them. They could do a prequel. The dogs all died. No, the dogs. So, well, they well, were. You bowed they out. Were, I say Deadpool out. doesn't, quote unquote, deserve a sequel because it was a money making thing. It was always going to have a fucking sequel, but it was still a gamble. Green Lantern, man. I, again, yeah, I yeah exactly. Green Lantern, huh? Yeah. yeah, it wasn't purely a money making exercise. They had, you know, they knew what they were. It doing. was a money making exercise, but just because yeah. it doesn't mean it would have paid it's off. The fact yeah, that it paid off is what made, means yeah, that they deserve a sequel. a gamble, man, but it paid off for them. If it had tanked, sure. then yeah, then it wouldn't deserve a sequel. Highest rating R-rated movie of all time. Popular and, mm. Yeah. Yeah, it, it doesn't deserve a sequel because the characters and that shit I just still don't give a flying fuck about. I'm going to point to Jared. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm just going to give it to Jared. Yeah, yeah. all right. We're all even final, a final question. And this is the one that I ended each episode with. What does your movie say about 2016? Boom. Let's go. Someone. Trump! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, are you saying that aliens come and they invade us and we're all scared but nothing really happens and they just fuck off? Yeah. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Your xenophobia is unfounded and we need to work together instead of constantly being little bitches. Oh, that's a nice one. Yeah. I think think Deadpool spoke to 2016. It just hooked into our nihilistic... um, Vacuous. Pop culture. Hyper-violent. Idiotic. Funny um, and like car crash can't look away kind of theme that seemed to be apparent throughout all of last year. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I think this is the sort of film that actually could have been made in a few. It's not really tied into 2016 so much. The only thing that really links it to 2016 is is um, the fact that Anton Yelchin died in 2016 and Nazis and yeah, uh, yeah and then the Nazis as well. Yeah, the rising of the, pro- the, the, the near well, they're near Nazis, I guess. Um, although so it's only it's good. only in 2016 that they've kind of had a renaissance and 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 they've sort of back in the focus again. They've kind of been a <laughs> pervasive, like you know, what I mean, like it's not like 2016 invented Nazis. Yeah, mm. they've sort of been around for a while. This is just the no, best thing they've had in. It's goddamn nostalgia, fucking society we live in. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Can't make a new enemy, man. Yeah. Got to go back to the, always back to the Nazis. Mm. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Green Room could have been made any year. It wasn't that fucking Im- mm. impressive. Deadpool again. That could have been made any time in the last ten years. It took about. 10 I don't years know about that, man. I don't know. Yeah, Deadpool's got a really good underdog story. story. They were yeah. ca- they were campaigning for it for like two. Th- uh, since yeah. two thousand nine. Remember? Yeah. Well, when that test footage came so out, so it's not like two thousand fifteen. They're like, you know what? I think some shit's going to happen in twenty sixteen, and people want to get behind a vacuous, idiotic, vain, selfish. I think that was probably well, enough was about Trump. What about the fucking movie? Yeah. <laughs> it was probably the perfect time to release Deadpool because it's like right in the middle of this massive slew of the same old superhero movies. And they've been it, making those movies since two thousand eight. 
Yeah, 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 and it's right. We're pretty much right in the middle. We still got another like probably five or six. Lava or seven will or continue eight years. going until twenty thirty five. Yeah, there you go. Not the middle. <laughs> and they'll take one year off. <laughs> re twenty thirty five. No, never take a year off. Oh yeah, reboot. Yeah, yeah. They go until twenty thirty five. I don't know. I'm just saying it should continue going on because I like what they do. Yeah, I'm bored of what they're doing. I'm sorry, I'm bored. If it's they formulaic, but they're going to break away with the new ones. Hopefully, if, if they release like off kilter stuff like Deadpool every once in a while, that kind of keeps me happy. Bring a ones. proper Punisher movie. That's oh, he's going to the TV series. They now. can't do the it, TV man. They can't now. do a proper movie. Only if they get John Bernthal to do it. Mm. Mm. He's great. Mm. Get the guy that directed the raid and make him do the Punisher. Yeah, that movie. dude's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. What's Again, it, those movies. If you want to make a really violent movie, it's got to have something more. It's got to have characters you give a shit about. It's got to be saying something about the society. No, it doesn't. From. Have you seen it, the raid? You don't care about anyone. You just want to see action. <laughs> There's nothing it's wrong great. with a cartoon violence just for yeah. the sake of it. Like. People still appreciate just idiotic rampage. Like, have you seen Crank? Yeah, yeah. I did not care. If, did not like him, but it was great. <laughs> the whole movie just yeah, yeah. yeah blow that awesome. shit up. Yeah, yeah, if you want to yeah, say it's yeah. the best movie of 2016, fuck no. Yeah, because it was made in 2009. Crank. No, what yeah. I mean is, if that's your movie, then oh. that shouldn't be the best movie of the year. Oh yeah, no, no. But I'm just. How do we get onto this? Oh, we'll talk about what ties it to 2016. Yeah, 2016. That's what I'm saying. I think Deadpool, like Deadpool. Crank, like The Raid, those movies can yeah. they come along any time. Yeah, if they're good, they last because they have well-shot action. But if you're going to say it's the best movie of the year, it's like it should fucking say something about that year, which Arrival does. But if you look at the biggest movies from box office of this year, they've mostly been superhero films. Even the shitty superhero films like the DC ones have That's been, been huge. The same and like Apocalypse. 2012, Ave- yeah. Avengers mm. came out. That was the biggest movie. Yeah, bit, but it's uh, been Avatar, th- biggest movie of 2009. Remember that piece of shit? Ugh. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen that one. But there were so many this year. It's a huge forget. comic book movie year. This is a big year for comic book Just movies. And then there was there was another X-Men movie that came out. Oh, um, we shall not speak. We got, yeah. we got uh, Doctor Strange and... Um, Civil War. Civil PBS. War. So we got a, we got a, it was a huge slate of, of superhero films this year. And for Deadpool to be one of the most successful and kind of refreshing in that respect, like it wasn't all so dark and serious like the Zack Snyder stuff. You know, I think it's kind of... Doctor Strange and Captain America were not dark and serious. And also, I'm pretty sure Civil War did more business. But it still sort of stands out from the pack. Mm. I think Civil War probably cost twice you know, as much It's a bit more well. distinctive. Oh, no, way more. Like, um, Deadpool was made by, I think it was under $100 million. Yeah, Deadpool would have made the biggest profit, surely, because yeah. yeah, they spent the least amount of money on it. And that's part of what's interesting about it as well, is they spent so little money on well, it comparatively to his that movie. thing. Argue your movie, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, Look, I'm Green just... Room's out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Brian, thanks for coming down. <laughs> but Green Room's out. <laughs> Plus, he came late. Fuck you. Oh, well, yeah, that's that's yeah. well <laughs> I hope I hope you've deducted the point from Shane as well. Oh yeah, no, Shane's always going to be like <laughs> minus six. Doesn't matter what episode he's on. It's minus six. Got a hell of a tab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yep. So you're saying your point. If you look at it within its contemporaries, which is you know big superhero spectacles, they're all they're always going to be a spectacle film. Mm. They're a popcorn movie, and I just think Deadpool did the most interesting take on it. Now you can also say that okay, sure, other films have done it, like Guardians of the Galaxy was quite funny in that yeah, sort of respect and all that sort of stuff. Say. But just for who came out this year, sort of, I think Deadpool kind of wins for Again, those sort of I, factors. I argue this point: the movie is only held up by its comedy and its action scenes, which are kind of dull, really. It, Again, and also because it it's poorly directed, it's just the, it's it's a meta movie. It's trying to it's trying too hard. 
to make a comment on our short attention span by fucking having action scenes, just playing with the timeline so that it's evenly spread out, the action scenes. Sorry, I was getting distracted by Sakata. What were you saying? (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying Deadpool is trying too hard to be meta and to appease Again, you've got a weird critique that you don't enjoy a comic book film that has action and comedy in it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's not my critique. I'm it's funny not pages. a good movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, what's with all these drawings in these comics? It's fucked. Like, do something original. <laughs> I can argue a different comic book movie, but I didn't pick a comic book movie. And well, I, they've probably, they've, they'll probably release a comic book tie-in. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, okay. Yeah. Plus, it was nice and short. 145 minutes. Bam. That's right. Yeah, it was lean. Action. It was a lean yep. comic book film. Mm, straight to the point. Ends. Good. Thank you. God. Was there any time for arrival? Fact checker. Uh, it was a hundred and something minutes. It was definitely long, but it's a sci-fi movie. It's shorter than two thousand and one. So it's an existential yeah. sci-fi movie. They're at least two hours. Yeah. 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 That's right. It gives you enough time to balance both the big story you of the aliens and the internal they have story. Those big empty open. Shots. Again, you haven't seen the movie, but yeah. 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 No, I don't know. I've seen a few of those. It's a. It's a. <laughs> it's a huge movie on a big scale, but they don't fuck around with that Roland Emmerich style. It's very contained about these two characters. 116? 116 minutes. Uh, yeah, Doctor Strange was short as well. Like, Deadpool, to me, is very forgettable. Oh, I wouldn't say forgettable. <laughs> that was the only movie I could stomach watching more than three times this year. Yeah. Yeah, Deadpool was a fun ride. It was, you know what I mean? Like, like I see, uh, part of me, I don't know if you're being serious about this or you just want to win. <laughs> And you're t- trying to take them down. <laughs> I, I liked the movie because it was funny, but I got bored as fuck with the action scenes. Because the action scenes were funny. Oh, yeah. So, again, it's just, it's buoyed by trying to be funny, but there's nothing else in the movie. It's like porn. Every scene that's not. And now you don't what, like yeah. porn? What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> no, what You're I'm saying is job. Thanks, it's man. like a porn movie from the old days where there'd be like a 10-minute dialogue scene. You're like, oh, I don't care about this. Fast forward. But no, I do so care about that because now it's just fucking and I'm like, uh, who are these people? Why do I relate? <laughs> Why is he fucking her? Yeah, it needs a context and a Who's, backstory. Who brought the pizza? What are the stakes? <laughs> I challenge, yeah. Like, what happens if he doesn't come? Like, Brazzers, if you want to sponsor this, I'll definitely shout out. No, because I don't like that guy with the English accent. He annoys me. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> Why are you bringing this up? What is Brazos? <laughs> I don't know this. My point. Deadpool doesn't stand out. The only You're twisting it to try and make it, to shoehorn it in. Like it means something about 2016. When I get it, this whole decade could be defined with that amateur argument. There's too many comic book movies and this one no, is fresh. Shut, I think you should well, actually argue the point and not well, Brian. I don't think no, no, I don't think um well, like I said before, sorry Brian, but like I think like I said before, I think it just did fit in with this idea of like our vapid narcissistic vein. Like he wants to get his fix his looks fixed so he can go back with his girlfriend. He's got Yeah, no but they break the fourth wall a lot. Good. They well, he doesn't don't ever mention that because that's not what they're trying to do. That's just in mm. there. He's yeah. a fourth wall breaking character though. Yes, what I mean is if they were literally trying to point out that it's just about being selfish and vain, they would have broken the fourth wall to mention that. You know, there would have been something about... But that's not breaking that. the they fourth wall. They didn't intend to do that. The they just yeah, yeah. Ooh. I'm saying that the filmmakers are just fucking not that intelligent. Don't try and read too much into it. Yeah, exactly. That's why it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like who are we making films for these days? 
That's that's like again that's part of the point. Argument. Is you just that argue a point and then I invalidate that one. You go back and make a your your one. argument is that Deadpool is a film made for and by idiots. And like if two, if there was every year that was the year of the idiots, fucking two thousand and sixteen. Yeah, true. Oh. Trump, America, Deadpool. That's it. That's it. I'm done. And I don't think you know twenty sixteen is the first time we've ever decided to use science fiction as allegory. That's no. essentially been it. This the is the film feuds I want. <laughs> <laughs> finally, it's finally happened after two fucking years. We're actually fighting. Go continue. <laughs> It's like film criticism. Like yeah, can we podcast. stop talking about fucking Deadpool? We can talk about Arrival. Well, we haven't seen well, it. We haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think because you haven't seen it, that's exactly why Deadpool's a movie of 2016, and that's oh, why yes. Shark's winning. <laughs> Yay! I'm absolutely not surprised. <laughs> well, that, really? A comic book nerd like you is going to pick a comic book No, movie? but I'll tell you <laughs> what. I'll also tell you my, why my decision, right? Because Arrival, I think we've already seen it a few times. Independence Day did it, but with action. Uh, Interstellar did the whole uh, discovering with uh, contact. Con- yeah, contact. Discovering bring up contact like it was a great movie. It was yeah. a good movie. Yeah. Good, was good, great. but not great. But then hold up. Chappie. Which one? Chappie. Yeah, Chappie was that was shit. Yeah, no, I get what you mean with Interstellar. Yeah. That was yeah. well done. Yeah, and that was interesting. But that was t- that was different things. But I feel like we've seen that movie before, and it doesn't say anything about 2016 that Deadpool doesn't. By the arguments they gave about how you know vapid everything is, how we're the year of the idiots. Mm. Perfect. It fits. It says 2016 better than that one. When people go 2016, they're going to think Deadpool. They're going to think Trump. They're going to think um, what, what was one of the fads this year? Fucking dapping. Pokemon dapping? Go. Pokemon Go. You know, <laughs> they're mm. going to think that fake news. They're going to think that. They're not going to think Arrival. Arrival, they'll be yeah. like Arrival will stick in people's memories. But you, yeah. I, I'll concede the point. It's not a 2016 movie. It, it's a it's a lifetime movie. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah it's a classic and it's a better quote unquote film. But at the end of the day, Deadpool one, bitch! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, and 2016 will also be known as the year we waited for Rick and Morty and were disappointed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, that's year. right. I heard it was meant to be like around Christmas we were going to get that. Yeah, and, yeah, no, and, and then they really said January 9th and that turned out to be a lie. The whole year okay. was just them fucking with us. Like, it's coming. It's coming. You reckon they're going to implode? Like yeah. you're just gonna two episodes. You're just gonna be like, what the fuck? Yeah, this sucks. No, no, we're getting fifteen episodes. Yeah, no, no, but two no, episodes we'll in, you'll be like, oh, this is boring. Yeah, like, nah. what's going but on? you saw that teaser I showed you yesterday. Yeah, when he turns himself into a cockroach. Yeah, that's kind of awesome. It looks awesome. Final episode. We didn't do this on the episode uh, other ones, but we're going to do it for now. Uh, Shard, since you won, we're going to play the Siege Kaiser movie game. We right. pick an actor. We go around the table naming the, a movie that person's been in until we run out. It's a seizure case. It is a seizure case. <laughs> <laughs> All right? Have we you never trademarked that one as well? Yes, I have. <laughs> I playing this no. with you 10 years ago. Yeah, but who invented it? I did. <laughs> I told you it because it was no, something I, else. No, because I started playing it at EB Games before I even met you. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Doug Benson does it as well. Well, no, Benson. he does the Roger Ebert no, yeah. game, which is guessing the film by the description by the uh, people Roger that are in Ebert, it. It's Leonard Moulton. Leonard Moulton yeah, done that in five Leonard years. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> That's why the Siege of Kaiser game is awesome, right? Because anyone can play it any time. Shy, pick an actor. Pick an actor. Oh, man, he actually so plays many. this on his podcast every day. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking at Wait, your. Why doesn't Justin pick one? Yeah. No, no, he's going to play the game. Oh, he's going to play. Oh, he Brian, gets to pick sorry, an actor. Uh, if you don't know Brian, you can follow him on Twitter at Brian Strain. Do you have anything to plug? No. Okay, Shad, do you have anything to plug except the radio show that I mentioned before? 88.9 yeah, or no. Radio Skid Road? Yeah, Friday's. Yeah, yep. Friday's 10 o'clock. Joe, do you have anything to plug? JK Yeah on Twitter? Uh, actually, just like me on Facebook because then you might be able to see my movies. Yep, Just cool. Jared Keane. Yep. And Keen. me, uh, like I said, February 3rd, we are doing Film Feuds live at the Chippo Hotel with the Sands Pants radio guys who do the podcast Plumbing the Death Star. 
It's going to be a fun show. It's two podcasts in one show, $30 ticket. Get them at edgeticks.com. Uh, and that's on February 3rd. Uh, anyway, see you guys. Actually, you know what? I am on Instagram, JK, yeah. No one cares. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> shut. Well, I was seeing as Deadpool 1, let's go with Ryan Reynolds. Done. Started off. We did Ryan Reynolds on that oh, yeah, one that we, I was drunk oh, already. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> TJ Miller. Five movies. Yeah, how many movies? <laughs> 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 uh, or Russell Crowe. Oh, Russell Crowe. I don't Russell care Crow. Done. Russell Crowe. <laughs> Started off. You know, it is close to Australia Day and we took him as Australian. Mm. Gladiator. Um, He was in Nice Guys. <laughs> Justin, well you don't want to play? Well okay, you can find him on Twitter at ATYSSFX. Uh, Robin Hood. Inside The Insider. Uh, beautiful Mind. Um, he was in fucking stuff. <laughs> Master and Commander. Cinderella Man. Full title for Master and Commander? No, he doesn't need full title. We know <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Um, Les Miserables. The Sum of Us? Yeah, I thought that was the name of that one. Yeah. Uh, oh, he was in Rumpa Stomper. Rumpa yeah, Stomper, yeah. Yes, he was. Um, oh, crap. I'm drawing a blank. Um, oh, 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 Men with Iron Fists. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I downloaded that and I, was, I, started, I watched about 10 minutes. Yeah, that's, that's all you need. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, Quick and the Dead. American Gangster. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russell Crowe. Oh, wasn't he in um, the fucking Water Diviner or something? What? Oh, yeah. which one? Yeah. Water wasn't that what it was called? The yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the Water Diviner. Yeah, the stick. he's looking for water. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I like Confidential. Oh, that's oh, a good yeah. one. <laughs> 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 and the time is going down. Uh, virtuosity. Ah. Oh, damn! Virtuosity. Um, what else was he? Cinderella Man? I said that. Yeah. You said that one? Um, God damn it. Three, two, one. I'm done. <laughs> Shards out. Um, Shards out. Was he in, wasn't he the villain in Johnny Mnemonic? Nah. No. That's virtuosity. That's virtuosity. Yeah. Oh, uh, really? What was the, the uh, villain in, fuck, I don't even know the villain in Johnny Mnemonic. Is uh, okay. So the virtuosity that that was the one that twenty odd foot of grunts did that song for, thirty odd foot, thirty odd foot of grunts. So yeah, who was the good yeah, guy in that Denzel. one? Oh, Denzel was the good yeah. guy in that one. All oh, right, right, right. But they were around the same sort of time. Mm-hmm. You know, this is called stalling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of too many Russell Crowe's. The Inside Man was the one you said already, wasn't it? That was the one the where insider, you said, inside the Insider, the Insider, yeah. one. the Insider, and that's the the cigarettes one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, good stalling. And yeah. you're out. <laughs> <laughs> Do we say um, Beautiful Mind? Yes. Yeah. Shit. Okay. Happy Feet? Is he in I, Happy I Feet? Don't <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 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 I don't know if he's in Happy Feet. That's called stalling. I don't no. know if he's done much voiceover work, actually. That's what I'm trying to think. Has he done voiceover work? He oh. must have. Yes. Must have. Yeah. Um, I'm out. Cool. Jared. Proof of life. Proof of life. Oh, yeah, the Matt Ryan one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was the voice one that he did, Justin. Was it Over the Hedge? It wasn't Over the Hedge? It over the Hedge. I know Bruce Willis was. I don't know. Oh, yeah, okay, got him. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you lose. <laughs> <laughs> and Jerry Keats won the Sushi Guys movie game. That's yeah. the real Woo. game. <laughs> <laughs> what? Man of Steel. Man of Steel. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah he's Jerry. Yeah. Um, Noah. Noah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That was on TV just the other day. History Alaska. Oh, yeah, he was on the Yeah, I remember that movie. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, Ross Crowe, uh, there you go. Okay, that's been Film Feuds. Next week we have, well, we don't know what we're doing yet, but uh, I'm going to put a little poll out. Uh, put your votes in. Tell us which one do you want to hear. Do you want to do best Kevin Smith movie or best um, Trey Parker movie? Yeah, let Matt, us know. Trey Parker, Matt Stone. Yeah, it's, it's Trey Parker, come on. Matt Stone just sits there. You don't know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Best Trey Parker movie or best Kevin Smith movie? Put your votes in on the Film Feuds podcast Twitter, which is Film Feud Podcast, or on Facebook at Film Feuds. Let us know which one you want to hear next. Uh, don't forget, you can send your questions and your topics to that uh, Twitter handle or Facebook account at Film Feuds. And let us know what you think. Thanks, guys, for coming down. I hope you had fun. And the best movie of 2016 is Deadpool. 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 No, that's Iron Man, I think. Deadpool. 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 Does whatever a Deadpool can.